The views and opinions discussed on this show are of the guests and host. They do not reflect the views or opinions of associated sponsors or affiliates. All hair samples, droppings, and territorial markings are not the responsibility of this podcast. No Sasquatch, Yeti, Bigfoot, or Skunk Ape were harmed during the making of this podcast. Enjoy at your own risk. It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. Mysteries, ghosts, monsters, and lore. East Coast esoterica and so much more. If it's up to you, friend, it's on the up to you found line. <laughs> Welcome back to the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to this show. And let me tell you, do you like playing hide-and-go-seek in the woods? I certainly did when I was a child. But you don't have to play hide-and-go-seek like the legendary Bigfoot does. That's right. When it comes to your audio editing, my wonderful sponsor, Accusanus, is still at the helm. Still helping me out. Still making me sound way smarter than I actually am. That's right. They are still sponsoring this show. So thank you, Accusanus. Remember, guys, with a simple turn of a knob, Accusanus audio editing software can turn you into a podcasting genius. So let's say you're out on the barren somewhere and you hear a whoop, That's right. A actual Bigfoot starts talking to you. But of course, when you bring home and you splice the audio, all you can hear is the trees in the background. Well, with a mere turn of a knob, with the noise remover knob. From Accusanus, you guys can actually get rid of that background noise, so your whoops come in just fine. Speaking of whoops, Accusanus, thank you so much for me and my guests coming together tonight. This is going to be really, really fun. You probably read the article back in April. Actually, I did, and actually reported about these guys and gals back in April when, they, when it actually kind of went up on global news. And they are the Trent University Sasquatch Society. Now, these guys have a really... Okay, first off, they're part of a university. Second off, yes, they are looking for Bigfoot. And the rumors are true. They also have a TV pilot. Guys, this is going to be an awesome interview. Tonight, I'm joined by Ryan Willis to talk about everything Sam Squanch, so to speak. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, I know you're very, very busy. This uh, this little uh, labor of love has grown into quite the project. How many people do you have on the uh, on the Sasquatch Society right now, Trent, in Trent University? Uh, we have around uh, 160 to 170 members right now. So uh, wow. things at the, the university are going great. It's getting really cool. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this year coming up because I think we'll double or triple in size. I think you will, too, because what's after happening, and you got to realize, too, uh, hello, most people aren't in university right now. <laughs> This thing yeah. went viral and, like, blew up, so to speak, back in April, let me leading into March. And, like, school was pretty much out for a lot of people then. Or Like, I like to think that this is going to at least double, and I hope it does, because the first few articles that came out, you said you were 120, then you were 130, then 40, then 50. So I'm glad to hear it's still growing. And, uh, you know, we're not going to confuse, you know, our Sasquatch uh, Society here. The Trent University Sasquatch Society is also the folks behind Sasquatch University. Yes, 
I would love to get a degree from Sasquatch University, probably in scent marking. I could definitely do that right now. Tell me a little tiny bit about how you guys started this club and how it became Sasquatch University. Yeah, so um, we, we uh, got together back when I was in uh, my first year at Trent University um, in Peterborough, and uh, me and some friends who, who also had a huge interest in Sasquatch got a group together, and we go out at night and uh, search the woods and things. Then we got more into the uh, academic side as well. Uh, and then we thought, hey, we should, uh, you know, we have the people for it. Why don't we, we become a registered university society? So that's what we did. And, uh, yeah, it's gone really, really well. And um, so this, this past year has been our, our first year of uh, existing at the university uh, with the with the, um, registered society and everything. So uh, it's, it's gone really cool. And we got, um, you know, we've gotten pretty lucky. Uh, a lot of um, you know, really well-known, uh, renowned researchers have taken the time to come in uh, and talk to us. So it's uh, it's been really cool getting to learn from all of them. And then, um, yeah, I guess as the year went on, some some press took notice, and we kind of blew up in the news, as, as uh, I think uh, you've uh, obviously uh, read about. And um, yeah, so it was a, a very interesting year. And um, so that that was just, uh, I guess, the you know the first year of it. Um, and we, we only really got going. It took half the year, actually, um, for us to get our, uh, our club email. So we couldn't actually have any events or anything. So we couldn't email anyone, which is kind of funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so then we, uh, we got going with all that. So second term really is the only uh, time we've had to, uh, to do it. So, um, it's, uh, it's been really great. So I'm looking forward to having a much more, uh, you know, well put together, organized group this year, and uh, kind of getting getting the getting things going that way. So it, I think a lot's going to happen this year. I think we're all excited for you, Ryan. Honestly, and when I look at how much work and how much love has gone into this, I'm so proud to have you on my show. Because number one, I love Bigfoot. I love Sasquatch. I love Dogman. I love all these cryptids. I just I can't get enough. I've talked to many people on my own show who I'm certainly going to send your way. William Jevning in particular. I think you guys would really like this guy. He's actually uh, he's actually one of the few who who's actually plotted out some of their migratory routes. So this is a very interesting dude for you to get in contact with, and I'll be sure to let William know. You guys are always looking for speakers and stuff like that as well, and uh, such a such a cool endeavor. Like. Here in Newfoundland, we have Memorial University. There's never been something as cool as this, although we do have our own wing of the university for everything uh, preternatural and superstitious and stuff like that. But the thing is, Bigfoot has existed for a long, long time. And it's not just Bigfoot, it's Sasquatch. So people call him the old man of the woods. There's been many, many common threads for, well, what, what do you believe to be one singular creature? And here's where the fun starts. What the heck do you think this thing actually is, Ryan? That's a great question. And, uh, you know, we've talked to a lot of different people with uh, different ideas about that, because as academics, it's, it's our job to investigate every avenue of that. Uh, right. So so, um, you know, some people will talk to say, uh, you know, we're dealing with an ape, a primate uh, or, or a hominid here. And, uh, you know, there's others that will say, uh, you know, we're dealing with um, more of a severe type of ghost thing. There's others that say uh, we're dealing with an, an alien or they can um, 
travel between dimensions and things. So there's there's all types of theories all over the board. Until we have a specimen that's been uh, reviewed by the proper scientist, we don't we don't fully know what we're dealing with here. So it's a very interesting subject. But but me personally, I think most of the evidence points to uh, an ape. We're dealing with a you know a primate or a hominid here, but a, a large. Um, you know, animal species that just uh, we haven't been able to, to capture a, a, a body yet, a specimen. So, but we do obviously have a video evidence, photo evidence, DNA, footprints, uh, all that, you know, and tons of witnesses, obviously. So, um, you know, really the, the one thing that's missing is just one of these things in a zoo uh, for it to be uh, taken, um, you know, fully seriously by science. So, um, yeah, but other than that, everything's there. So uh, it's it's very interesting. It's a very real animal we're dealing with here. I only hope that whoever finds him has a tranquilizer gun, not a real gun. So we actually get to see this thing. Because, to be honest with you, I'm stumped as well. This is a creature that has been in lures all across every culture. I'm talking everyone. Pretty much north of the equator, it seems like, even though there's a few yowies out there in Australia. <laughs> there has been many, many sightings of this thing. Has there been any here in good old Newfoundland? None reported thus far, which makes sense because it's an island. Most of this situation we see kind of shifting towards the west of Canada, really. But... As I'll say, I'm wondering if there's actually a small population pretty much right across North America, and we might be seeing something that migrates. I think it'd be really, really interesting to to kind of pick your brain a little tiny bit about what kind of creature you really think this is. So we're, we've got to kind of level down and put it down to the idea that it's some type of ape or primate. So based on what we've seen in research, evidence, footprints, all that kind of stuff. Do you think this is like a solitary creature? Or do you think the Sasquatch is like, you know, partying with his buddies, playing hide-and-seek from us all? <laughs> That's a great question. And, uh, you know, to, to be honest, I think it's close to the second one. I think um, uh, a lot of reports uh, come in that, uh, you know, often they are in, uh, in family groups sometimes. They're not always seen at the same time. But they have been cited in family groups. So, um, and I, I, you know, I think uh, it's also, um, you know, like like many other animal species, um, when you have ones that are are uh, you know being brought up, they're with uh, their their mothers for a, a certain amount of time or in family groups. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, different dynamics that uh, are similar to to really dynamics you get with any other animal. Uh, so I think I think that's uh, pretty interesting because the the sightings really confirm that, as uh, you know you'll have some that are seen with uh, you know what what looks like uh, it, you know an elder elderly looking uh, Sasquatch or maybe not elder but you know parental you could say and then you have others that are just uh, seen by themselves and um, you know people that have gotten really good looks say uh, you know it looked like probably like a young a uh, bull type of sasquatch so um you you get you get uh you know kind of answers all over the board when it comes to this but uh if you look at it bears right you have them living in uh you know mothers and cubs sometimes right and then right. as they get older they move off on their own and um you know there's a million other uh, examples throughout the uh the animal kingdom so um i think uh i think at times you'll find them in family groups and at other times you'll find them on their own in certain areas so uh it's very interesting that way and that's what uh, a lot of the evidence suggests so yeah Ryan, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, there's other large mammals that do travel in small groups. And after, you know, the juveniles grow up, they separate. 
including one of the most popular and well-known Canadian animals. And, and I always use this animal as an example of why it's still possible Sasquatch Bigfoot is out there. Because as much as everyone harps about bodies and bones that we haven't found yet, when was the last time you came across a moose carcass in your life? Really? <laughs> we know they exist. They get hunted by hunters. Do you know in Canada alone, there's over half a million to one million moose, okay? Right across everywhere. I'm pretty sure a quarter of them are like here in Newfoundland. You know how many times I've seen a moose in my lifetime? Once. <clears throat> Once. <laughs> this is a very densely populated by moose area, Newfoundland is, and very rarely do we even see them. It's, it's still a treat to see them come out of the woods. So what happens if you're dealing with something that has a population of 5,000? Well, I'd say it'll be one in a million chance of seeing them. And another part, too, that, that always gets me, and I know you've, you've talked to some people who are in anthropology. I, I really do believe anthropology is the answer. Right now, in order to figure out physics, we're looking up with that new James Webb's telescope and you know, this $10 billion thing that's looking out into the future or, or, or the past, whatever way you want to look at it, and just completely shattering all these ideas. But sometimes we forget to look around our own natural world, which is very much closer to us, which is what you guys have been doing. And when it comes to anthropology, one of the biggest jokes I've ever heard is that there's a missing link, when indeed there's thousands and thousands of missing links in our lineage. Do you think these things might be related to us, Ryan? Or do you think this is a different branch of that primate tree? Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I, you know, we can't say until we have uh, one that we've looked at. Uh, that's you know a body in a lab like I said uh, you know not not that I want uh, well, one to be killed at all you know, you know but uh, I, it would be very fascinating to see what the you know the scientists uh, have to say after they have a good look at one of these but um, they, they, you know they obviously would be uh, be different from uh, you know the, the human species and there, there's some that have uh, I guess suggested that they aren't too far away but we, we really can't know for sure. Uh, so, you know, it, it's pretty hard to speculate on, especially from, uh, I guess, most of the evidence that's been collected so far. But, um, you know, uh, I, I, they're obviously uh, quite different from humans. But, um, you know, if you took a, a Sasquatch and, and a moose and uh, you compared the evolution of the two, obviously the, the Sasquatch would be closer than the moose to us. But um, it all depends how you look at it in some regards. But I'd say they're quite different from humans, yes. Yes, it definitely seemed to do. And one thing you mentioned, too, at the top of the show, you kind of mentioned something that I always feel might be the case with these things. Maybe we're not dealing with something that's from here. Maybe we're dealing with something interdimensional. Like the idea that these things are coming from somewhere else, are showing up for a short period of time and then disappearing. Now, some stories will conflict with that, of course, because a lot of people have said they see these things for longer than two minutes here. like, And they've, they've come back to eat at certain spots and things like that. But I'm not totally convinced that we're not looking at the ghost of caveman here, man. I really am not. Especially when the idea is that in order for this stuff to exist, like, you know, when we talk about ghosts... This stuff has to be coming from somewhere, and it has to reside somewhere until it's seen. So the idea there might be an extra dimension of space that these things are coming through would not surprise me in the least. I, I think it's really, really interesting to think that if this is really an interdimensional being, so to speak, it's coming from one part and ending up in another. But you can't deny the fact that there just seems to be more and more sightings in North America. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's just its ideal habitat? Uh, exactly. I think it's exactly that. And I think, uh, you know, obviously North America is very forested. And if you go out to the West Coast, you have larger mountain ranges, larger rainforests, 
you know, a ton more food, more places to hide. And, um, you know, a very interesting thing that's kind of been pointed out is you can compare uh, areas Sasquatch are being seen to places where bear live. So if you have, uh, you know, you go out to the West Coast, of course, you find, um, you know, large grizzly bear populations out there. But if you go to other places where there's less Sasquatch reports, um, you'll you'll find, you know, maybe black bear populations, especially in North America in some of these places. But, uh, you know, really, um, it's, it's pretty interesting when you look at Sasquatch reporting maps uh, and then, you know, areas we know bear live. So um, I, I think that's pretty interesting in terms of, uh, you know, obviously tells us something about uh, what they eat, the habitat they prefer. And, uh, you know, like I said, when you go out west, um, you're finding more uh, Sasquatches in a place that supports grizzly bears. Uh, so I think that's very interesting. And, um, you know, uh, I, I also kind of think that is something that points more to uh, the the ape side for me, um, like, like I mentioned earlier. But, uh, you know, there are enough reports, like I mentioned, um, where, you know, we really do have to take a very good look at the, uh, um, you know, dimensions or the uh, more more spirit side that's tied to it. So, uh, you know, obviously we have to look at all those things. But, um, you know, it's very neat when you look at uh, things that apply to, to other animals and then see how uh, all the evidence we have that lines up with Sasquatch lines up with that perfectly. I just love the idea that it's not just me who loves everything paranormal. I mean, I've been doing this podcast for eight years now, and I've had many people on talking about Sasquatch. But one of the cool things is that, you know, Trent University, man, come on, they actually let this happen? Like, you got to think about this for a second. Like, <laughs> this is not a common thing. This is not a thing that's in, I don't think it's in any other university right now, is it? Uh, I've heard of two in the States that, um, I think one of them is more of a, a hiking club that, that gotcha. uh, is dedicated to doing um, methods of, of uh, I guess, looking for Sasquatch evidence while they're hiking, I think. But I, I don't fully know about that. And then there was another one I heard about, but I think that that club uh, closed down. And um, so I think I think it's just the one uh, hiking club. I, I'm not even sure if they're still... Uh, doing their thing but we've talked with some other universities um because uh, a big a big goal for us uh, especially with a lot of our outreach is to get other universities involved in this movement uh we don't we don't want it to just be us uh we want more universities to uh, take notice of sasquatch research and uh you know with the outreach it's it's been working i've had some students to other universities uh, come forward and say uh you know we're interested in, in uh, getting one of these societies going at our uh, at our university, uh, you know what's involved, and so um, it's really in their hands if they're able to. But we've had a, a good number of them come forward and say that they're going to try to to get it going. So uh, I really hope that we'll see some more Sasquatch societies uh, popping up. And, so, and uh, I think that'll be very interesting. And whether or not you believe in Sasquatch, I mean, I'm sure skeptical people are also invited to be part of the club. I think it's important to have them. Actually, you got to have that wet blanket, you know, in the woods with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's important too. Like you gotta realize you're a club. You're you're not the Sasquatch, you know. Trent, you're not the Trent University uh, Sasquatch Believer Society. We're the Sasquatch Society. Like we're looking for the truth, right? So I think that is has a really cool idea. Also, the idea that you can inspire other people to start their own groups. I mean, oh my God, I totally would have went to university if there was like a ghost hunting group at Mun Memorial University here in Newfoundland. I totally would have went. <sighs> If only I could go back in time. Hmm. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Something I couldn't wait to ask you since the beginning of this conversation. What in your mind is the most compelling evidence slash data, we'll say, gathered in your mind that really does point to the existence of these things? Is there something that you feel like really, really, really lends itself to the idea that these things are real, real beings? Uh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I don't even think that there's one piece that, that fully stands out as the, the king of uh, pieces of evidence. Um, to, to pick one, I would probably pick the uh, Patterson-Gimlin film. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've uh, seen it before. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, very well known. Uh, many people have uh, have seen it. Um, and uh, for, for me, I think that's a, a very key piece of evidence, especially because, um, you know, evidence is, uh, you know, in its definition, proving to other people, uh, you know, that that uh, what what you have here is uh, is legitimate. And and it, this video has been examined by the best of the best. Um, and I, I think it would just be, uh, you know, ridiculous to, to say that um, a few cowboys were able to fool uh, so many of the top scientists in the world that have examined this footage and say this is a uh, an actual animal that we're looking at and it couldn't be uh, you'd say replicated by a guy in a suit um, so uh, I, I think that's very interesting because you have so many credible people saying that um, you know that this is real but uh, there's other pieces too like uh, you know DNA that's come forward uh, you know different footprints that have been examined um, and then you know obviously the sightings I think the sightings is huge because uh you know, there's, there are a lot of people out there that, you know, I, I, I've never denied this. You know, I'm sure that there's people out there that, that think it's funny to, to send in a report and is something ridiculous. Or, you know, there are other people that, you know, maybe uh, want to, you know, their, their 10 minutes of, of fame and have some ridiculous Sasquatch story that they think will, will really catch on. But um, that there's so many credible ones that, that you know, uh, fit in line up with exactly what uh, you know what we know about this animal, and that are are perfectly uh, plausible. It's a, they're very realistic stories. They're you know it ran across the highway in front of me at night when I was driving, and it went up, and I got a good look at it with my headlights. Or I was uh, you know on a hike somewhere, and I was coming down, and, and it was, there was one in the meadow, and it took off, and it, you know nothing that exciting. I get you know what I mean in terms of uh, the grand scale of Sasquatch uh, reports because you do get the ones where you know broke into my my cabin and it attacked me and it took all food and ran off. And <laughs> oh like, my God, Ryan! Right. My BS meter goes off though when I see someone who talk about crazy. Like I'll, I'll just use as a you know paranormal investigator, I, I did that for seven years and read a book about it. Like the idea that I'm going to go investigate a place because everyone says it's purporting haunted stuff. That nah, this stuff is real and it's very subtle. It's like everything else. And uh, exactly. when someone's talking about you know. Linda Blair was upstairs in my bedroom and her head was spinning around. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not investigating there. But the old lady who says, you know, I think my dead husband comes to visit me. I'll probably go hang out with her, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Jimmy Job Job Bobo calls you up and says, oh, my God, I got abducted by UFO alien Bigfoots and all this stuff. You're probably not going to investigate that, but it's the subtle reports. You know, the little old ladies, <laughs> the normal people who call you and say, yeah, no, I, I think I've seen something the other night. Not sure if it was Bigfoot or maybe it was a bear. I'm not really sure. Just want to let you guys know. Like, those those are the ones I'd like to talk to, right? 
Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think it, another thing it speaks to is that, you know, a lot of people are afraid to come forward to public with this stuff because they're afraid of the ridicule. But uh, and people, you know, they're afraid people think they're crazy or but but, uh, you know, it, it's it's too bad because they're just people that, that saw a real animal. And unfortunately, uh, you know, there's a lot of stigma around it at the moment. Of course but, there is. Um, and I, you look at that. It's no different than, say, people who are highly involved with religion. A lot of people are going to stick to their religion and, not, and be very closed minded to other things. I know people who are very, very atheist within it's in itself is a very religious thing, because guess what? I don't believe in anything at all. So it's, you know, it's being open-minded, being open-minded. I, exactly. I think it's very important. I, I'm thinking it's probably the first thing you'd have to have is an open mind to be a part of your uh, Sasquatch Society, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we let everyone at the, you know, the university that, that wants to uh, sign up, sign up, of course. But that's a, a huge thing we look for and try to encourage. Um, I mean, even with the sightings, because, uh, you know, of course, we, we do get some some crazy reports from time to time. But it is our job to investigate all of them and, uh, in, in, you know, explore every avenue. So we, we do, of course. But, um, you know, that's all a part of the job. But to say uh, that all of them, um, you know, are exactly uh, credible, uh, who knows? But um, but yes, it's a it's a huge thing. We encourage open mindedness, and then in the the Bigfoot community too. Like you were kind of talking about people uh, sticking to their religion, so to speak. You could find a lot of that in the Bigfoot community. So that's another interesting thing where uh, a lot of people will put down each other's views on and evidence on Bigfoot and and be very kind of uh, dogmatic in their their views about it. But we really encourage uh, you know. Just uh, re respectfulness, and uh, you know, just let it, letting everyone have their say, and then not, uh, you know, putting down anyone else's uh, opinion on on what uh, you know their thoughts about it or what we're dealing with here, and whether it's from a, a skeptic or um, this is, uh, you know, some sort of demon coming out of another dimension, and you know. There's all there's all sorts of different theories, of course, but uh, you know all of it we we uh, look at with an open mind. Well, just in the eyes of science, though, we look at this thing like a creature. Like, just to go back to the Patterson Gimlin, you know, film you, you mentioned a little bit earlier. I mean, one of the big things that always gets people about that. Obviously, it's a little blurry, so it's hard to see, but you can definitely see a musculature, in particular with the chest and the shoulder, when this thing strides by slowly and turns its head. You can see the muscles in his neck moving. Like, that's not a costume. That's this, and you gotta realize too. What what year was this movie shot? Like, I can't remember. Uh, 67. Yeah, 67. See, I'm so glad I got you here because you'd know those days. <laughs> 67. Okay, so what kind of special effects existed back in 1967? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> and definitely none that were low budget enough. I, like, I could just tell that this was, this was just... It's very hard to dismiss it, and that's why it's still around today. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, to kind of jump back on the uh, the believers train, so to speak. So let's say I'm going to go to Trent University. I've decided at the tender age of 38 that I'm going back to school. It's happening. But you know what? I really need some extracurriculars and some exercise. <laughs> How does one join the Trent University Sasquatch Society? Uh, it's it's pretty easy. You can just go to the clubs and groups page for um, for Trent University, uh, and then you can just click on it. It'll take you to uh, I think it's our Instagram. It just takes you to right now, and then you can just shoot us a message. Or or we have um I think it's a link tree actually. I, I don't manage it myself, but um the you know people in the club manage it. But yeah, you can just go on there, and it's uh, a pretty straightforward path. And they just send us your Trent email, and then uh, you know we're we're able to uh, to to add you to the uh, the club list. 
um, and uh, it's it's pretty easy for people to uh, to join. And um, you know, I, I think it was kind of funny last year too. I think uh, you know by by the end of the year, oddly enough, we we ended up doing so much more outreach outside of the university than inside the university. I think a lot of people in the university didn't didn't really know about the Trent Sasquatch Society um, <laughs> until maybe around the end of the year. We we really didn't have anything. Um, I guess going on inside the school other than our clubs and groups day to to promote it and that was really where we got the the largest bulk of our members on that day from people that uh you know came up and talked to us and were really interested in what we're doing so um but uh this year we we have a lot uh, more stuff to do outreach within the school so um, i'm really excited for uh you know where that takes the club and um you know from from at least the people uh involved in in the club's registrations and things that i've asked uh, it sounds like we're already the biggest in the school but um i think we'll uh we'll really grow to some some new uh, numbers this year and we even have um some events for the uh the first year students that are brand new to the school um, in orientation week for them, so uh, I think I think that'll be uh, be really cool, and uh, a lot more people will will know about um, you know everything the club's doing this year. <laughs> I can see the club hazing people now. It'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's your first year, right? Yeah, we're gonna play hide and seek like Bigfoot. Okay, you go hide in the woods, and we'll never find you. <laughs> I could see it now, right? <laughs> How do you know what our event plan was? <laughs> Ryan, I'm also a psychic, but that's another university club I'm going to start someday soon. <laughs> okay, so this thing is like what? Seven foot three, seven foot four, eight feet tall. We're thinking. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the reports, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of like people where you get shorter ones and you get taller ones, but yep. uh, yeah, it, it it can really go anywhere. Um, you know, typically it's usually between seven to ten feet. Uh, tall is what is what uh, the typical report is, but there's other ones that come in uh, closer to 12 feet, even which is um, wow. You know that, that's quite big, and I, I'm not I'm not too sure if there are ones out there that are that size. I mean, you know, it's more rare amongst reports, but um, and then you got obviously smaller ones that uh, you know I guess people would classify as juveniles when they see them that uh you know are are down below six and five feet and um. So uh, yeah, there's people that are, are seeing those ones too. So it's uh, but the the most common uh, size we get in reports is is seven to ten feet, usually in that range. But so uh, let's say this thing's about seven to ten feet tall. I mean, it has to be close on a thousand pounds. I'd say seven or eight hundred at least. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it obviously varies. Um, what the heck is this thing eating? Like, this must be eating meat. <laughs> it can't just be eating berries and bushes. Then again, no, moose are pretty big, and they just eat tree bark and, and you know, various vegetation, really. Old man's beard. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, what the heck is Bigfoot eating out here? It can't be beef jerky like the commercial. I, I'm thinking there's, like, some serious food going on. He must be a herbivore. He have to be. Um. Well, I think, uh, you know, at least from most of the reports of what we've gotten uh, or heard Sasquatch is uh, eating, you could say uh, it's uh, probably an omnivore. Um, so you, you get, uh, you know, similar diets to uh, to a bear, really. Like, you know, just they'll, they've basically been seen eating, uh, you know, just about anything. Um, but, uh, you know, there are reports where, where Sasquatches have been seen chasing down deer uh, and snapping the legs on them to uh, prevent them from from running away and uh in eating them which is is very interesting and, and it's neat that they have um i guess a, a hunting technique they'd implement uh, out there so so you could have them uh eating deer you could have them eating uh you know i'm sure they go and eat uh, berries and things like that as they're going along you know i think um 
you know, you could you could even compare it a little bit. Uh, well, I guess maybe not to our diet. I was going to say to ours, but we obviously eat so many uh, different different things. Sasquatches wouldn't be able to get. But um, you know, they'll they'll uh, you know, based on on what uh, the research suggests, um, you know, they'll they'll eat just about uh, anything kind of um, like a bear or a raccoon would really. I'm thinking he's like on the paleo diet, like really, like he's eating like all meat all vegetables and very little carbs and that's why he's chiseled mm-hmm. he's chiseled he's he's super strong he can run and hide very easily that's why we can't find him you know what you know what maybe sasquatch just maybe he's going to be like in that crossfit stuff you know if we ever do find him <laughs> let's talk a little tiny bit about what you would think okay so let's let's just say the dream comes true and one day someone you maybe you maybe someone in your society finally finds a Bigfoot, alive or dead, and you've proven it, it exists, it's right there, the dream comes true. What happens then? Uh, I mean, honestly, with something like this, I think the whole world would take notice. But um, there, there's uh, a lot of people have speculated about that. But, um, you know, obviously, uh, we're more focused on the, uh, the, the getting there first. But, um, yeah, I think uh, a, a lot could happen uh, in terms of... Uh, you know the the world finally um you know acknowledging the species uh you know everything's there but the body uh, like i mentioned earlier so i think uh that you know it, it will be quite interesting we do have one of these things uh in uh you know in a lab or in uh in uh just uh, you know i guess i guess a, a cage or something but but uh just you know long enough that we can uh, we can prove it but um I, th- I think it'll be quite interesting and uh you know i i don't fully know i, I assume there'll be other kind of uh implications as a as a r- result of it you know with um i guess certain uh environmental laws ne- needing to be put into place and 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 you know there, there could be people that more people that go out into the woods looking for these things and, and trying to uh to capture one and um you know, I, I think there's a whole bunch of things that could happen as a result, but uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we more, when we think about it, kind of just think of the, the first steps of getting there first. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for when that day comes, and I, I really feel it well, and I think, it, you know, will be in the near future. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just, just over the past few years, uh, you know, we finally now have acknowledgement from the government that, that uh, UFOs are legitimate. So I think, um, you know, pretty soon we will have... Uh, the same. I'm not saying from the government, but just uh, in general, with all the research that's being done, um, that uh, you know, sasquatches are in fact a real animal species, and uh, I think um, yeah, the whole I think the whole world will take notice of it. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the UFO phenomenon because sometimes people link Bigfoot and UFO together. Me, I'm not really too sure about that one. <laughs> I'm not, but I will say this though, you know. <laughs> Years and years and years and years and years of people saying there's no such thing as UFOs. But, you know, we do have things that go through our atmosphere that are not identified. That's what an unidentified flying object is. I mean, the reality of it is, this is far beyond just that idea. They have video of craft coming into our place. (laughs) Our little home, our little marble in the middle of nowhere. Like, something's going on here. And then, there's also other mysteries. We have delved to the deepest parts of our ocean, and we discover new species on land every day, new species underwater every day. We've, we've been all over. Would it really be that surprising if these things exist? Man, they have to be very, very intelligent too, Ryan. You know, 
One thing I will say, and, and one of the things that always caught my eye when I did my own research about Bigfoot many, many, many moons ago, is the fact that they're called skunk ape in some parts of the world, mostly Florida and that area. The idea that they have a really musty smell. And, you know, I don't want us to end on a stinky note. <laughs> but what do you think is going on? Do you think that might be... You know, some people say it might lend credence to the idea of these interdimensional beings. I mean, if you're popping in and out, chances are it probably smells. And then there's the other people who think that this stuff smells because, you know, he's just an old dude in the woods who stinks. <laughs> what do you think's going on there? Do you think that might be connected or just a coincidence, or what do you think? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, different people have speculated whether it's, um, I guess, a, a different brand of Sasquatches we're, uh, we're getting down there. Um but, uh, you know, I, I myself am not so sure just because there have been many other reports coming from all over North America of people uh, picking up a very foul odor when uh, one of these things is nearby and then seeing a Sasquatch. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that that might be something that's not even just exclusive to uh, to Florida. So I think uh, when, you know, you look down there, um, you know, not even all of the reports coming out of Florida have a smell associated with them. So I think it could just be something that uh, kind of kind of got a bit of a reputation for having a, a smell in Florida and, and the name kind of caught on uh, that way. So I, you know, I personally uh, more lean towards that way myself. But, um, you know, I've uh, I haven't uh, seen a Sasquatch in in, the, in Florida though, so maybe uh, maybe they do all all smell down there, and maybe they are uh, completely uh, different than uh, ones in the rest of North America. So it's it's very interesting, and uh, you know I, I love the name though as well. It's, uh, it's yeah, a it's... very cool name. It grabs grabs one's attention, you know. Oh, big time, big time! I remember like that was what it was called in some books when I was a kid. I, I can remember reading like old books like right off the shelf of Mysteries of the World and stuff like that. Even when I was in I mean, elementary school, like you go to the library, you go in and. There they are. You open the book at a skunk ape in Florida and <laughs> Yeti in Himalayas. And, you know, like to me, maybe they're just different species of something that, uh, well, we just haven't got up with yet. <laughs> Speaking of catching up with this thing, have you had any luck or any experiences yourself, Ryan? I, I don't have any uh, that I can uh, definitively say uh, is a Sasquatch, but I have been out and heard some interesting sounds that, I, you know, I absolutely couldn't identify before. So, uh, you know, who knows whether that was a, uh, a Sasquatch or exactly uh, what made that noise. But uh, all I can say is they, they were very interesting noises. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but we've, uh, you know, done a lot of other work with, uh, we, we've, you know, gotten in touch with so many witnesses um, that have seen these things uh, exactly where we're looking. So I think it's just a matter of time until uh, we do uh, finally have uh, a first, uh, first sighting. I think it'll be a really, really interesting day. The day that comes when we have one of these things, I hope it's still alive. And, you know, I just I just worry. I don't want to be part of his diet. <laughs> okay, okay. We still got a couple more minutes. I'm going to throw a few more rapid-fire questions at you. Here they come. Uh, and you just say yes or no to any of these things, or I don't know. Okay? Here comes the first one. Sounds good. Okay? Are you going to continue on with the society for much longer? Yes, yes. Um, so at the moment, uh, I'm supposed to be a Trent for uh, another year, and who knows after that. So, uh, so yes, absolutely. Awesome. The founder's staying here, guys. That's that's great to hear. Number two, what's going on with this TV pilot? What's up with it? Come on, spill it. <laughs> so um, I, I won't say all the details yet, but we are filming a pilot for a network, and uh, I think we'll, there'll be a, a big release. I'm sure you guys will uh, will hear about once everything's kind of uh, fully 
locked up and ready to be uh, announced but um but yes that it is uh, in the works so um it's uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it and i think people are really going to like it it's gonna, i think it's going to be a very unique show awesome let me know if you need a narrator who's unbiased okay <laughs> i'll be the william <laughs> shatner will. on this episode of weird or what awesome okay last question last question you're in the woods you come across a bigfoot he trails right out in front of you and looks right at you what do you do do you run do you pass out or do you give a big hug? <laughs> uh, big hug. Uh, but uh, uh, I'd probably, uh, you know, try to get the best uh, footage and document it the best I could. But but maybe I would just uh, freeze up and and, and and boo myself. Who who knows what would happen? You know. But <laughs> I think so many things. Maybe it would just to eat me. Who knows? But um, I would try to get the best uh, documentation I could. <laughs> Fearless leader, you've done wonderful. Thanks so much for taking the time of being on the Odd to Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. You are officially across Canada now because I live in the most easterly point in Canada, which is St. John's, Newfoundland. You, my friend, have been heard all across Canada, and, I, and I'm so happy for you guys that uh, this has worked out for you. And I'm, and I'm really glad to hear that it's still going. Let me know when that uh, show drops, man. I'd love to have you or maybe even some people from your from the pilot on, okay? And, and I think that would be that really be fun. Amazing. Yeah, 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 anything to help get the word out there. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be checking out uh, Sasquatch uni- <laughs> SasquatchUniversity.com for anything that's coming up, right? Yes, yes, uh, keep an eye on that. And uh, if any witnesses ever want to get in touch, we have a, a contact form right through there. So, um, yeah, and yeah, thanks so much for having me on and those uh, kind words at the end. I'm, I'm glad you guys are uh, loving what we're doing. And, um, you know, this is just the beginning, really, because um, we, we only really had uh, a lot of big stuff happening near the end of our school year. So we have this whole year this year and a lot more coming. So uh, I think uh, it's going to be very interesting. People are going to love it. I can't wait for the episode. Are Bigfoot's an interdimensional being or a ghost? And I hope you come here to Newfoundland and have me on there. You take care. (laughs) You too. Thank you. Well, the time to say goodbye is upon us. But don't worry, you can keep track of the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast very easily. It's available on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Just look for the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast banner. Of course, if you'd like to keep up to date, you can always check out the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast Facebook page, drop a like, and every single time a new show goes up, you'll be notified. You can also follow me, John Mallard, on Twitter at O-D-D-T-O-N-F-L-D. That's Odd to Newfoundland. Get your latest news on the podcast as well as the ever-popular para-joke of the day. From the oldest city in North America, I bid you adieu. From the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast.